right, all right, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome to another episode of the Life's of Botch podcast. It's your boy, well, you already know, the Prince of Botch, man, your boy Dwayne. We are in the building with yet another dope episode of Life's of Botch. I believe this is episode 29. We almost at 30 episodes, man. It's crazy how fast we're rolling with this thing, man. Like, it's just crazy. But once again, you already know we back. We got guests on top of guests on top of guests. And I am so happy to introduce a really, really dope guest in the house today. And uh, man, really, this guy doesn't need much introduction. I, I, I really don't have to do much introduction. But you know, your boy likes to give as brief, dope introductions as possible. So man, allow me to introduce a gentleman that a lot of people really, really know from one of my favorite tag teams, you know what I mean? Uh, a tag team I know as the prime time players, baby, because we're getting millions of dollars, millions of dollars, millions of dollars. But, you know, you may also know him from this really, really dope group. You know, uh, I believe it was a really dope group that took over the WWE at one good time by the name of the Nexus. Yes, the good old Nexus, man. Yeah, that's a throwback for you guys out there because I know I really do enjoy that group myself. But also, man, I mean, what more can I say? This man is a former WWE tag team champion. My friend, my man, Mr. Darren Young, also known as Fred Rosser. How you doing, good sir? No, I'm doing great, man. Thanks for having me. I, you know, I always <laughs> say don't die with the story and you tell it. And what an introduction. I do a podcast <laughs> myself, Pro and Bro Wrestling. And um, our most our most recent guest was actually a former member of the Nexus, Michael Tarver. So wow. probably the first member of the Nexus was Heath. So I'm kind of running it down, uh, interviewing each one as to who my favorite was. Heath. Heath and I always be boys, you know? So yeah. he was like really, really my close friend. I was close with everyone, but Heath yeah. was number one. Tarver was number two. So having wow. an introduction every week, doing a podcast, it's challenging, man. It's challenging. Yeah. So uh, yeah. a lot of respect for you and thanks for having me. Hey, man, you know, it, it's definitely a thing. Uh, they, people have been telling me I kind of have a knack for this thing. And I guess a couple of episodes in, I kind of just kept it going and said, you know what, we're going to do this thing. But man welcome to the show it is so great such an honor to have you and in, in interview and talk with you today man and um wow I, I don't even know where to really get started let's let's just start with how have you been man like how is life treating you how have you been holding up in in the current pandemic situation we've been dealing with and, and kind of rebuilding from lately like what's what's been going on with you sir well before i give you the 411 on what's been going on with me for me, uh, doing a podcast is like therapy because I've I've been on the outside. I've experienced it on the inside. Now I'm back on the outside, kind of, sort of. Uh, I did their recent YouTube show, uh, uh, network show, The Bump. So I still have a relationship with WWE. I'm not on a I'm not on the ban list, you know. So yeah. uh, for me, doing a podcast is like therapy. So. Like I said, uh, I say daily, don't die with the story and you tell it. So, yes. uh, you know, what's been keeping me sane during this pandemic is uh, my family, my God babies, and awesome. get my workouts in. Um, today is like my off day. My 
my Sundays are my Monday, but I still yeah. get my stretching in and all that stuff because since the pandemic, I haven't wrestled since December. So uh, that whole saying, if you if you don't use it, you lose it. One of the first things to tighten up on athletes are their hips and uh, yeah. stiffness. So there's no ring available for me to kind of keep my wind up. So I've got my foot ladder. I, I've got my uh, bands. I haven't been to any gyms yet uh, because I just wanted to, you know, wait at, wait it out um, yeah. because numbers have been spiking. So again, what's been keeping me sane are my workouts and being with my god babies. I always say health as well. That is awesome, man. And and I mean, you know, fitness. You know, I t- I t- every athlete I've had so far that I've been able to talk to, uh, pretty much since this has started and what's been going on since, man. I've I've really just loved to hear their stories of how they've just been, you know, keeping in shape and staying motivated because it, a season like this can definitely try to take you off your motivation. And I'm like you, man. I'm thankful for a platform like this, a podcasting platform to just talk to dope people like yourself and, and really just like have these one-on-ones, man, where it's like, hey, let's let's love life, enjoy life. And I love that motto that you have. You know what I mean? Like that is such a great motto to live by because Everybody got some type of story to tell, you know, and you want to make sure you keep on telling it, you know what I mean? So that's, that is so dope. So, um, man, like what, keep, keep updating us on on what's been going on with you, man. I mean, I'm glad to see podcasting is definitely keeping you in a a very humble and safe place, man. It's a beautiful thing to chat and talk to people, but, um, you know, what, what's some, uh, what's some goals, you know, or what's some things you plan on doing, uh, once, as things are getting back to a semi-norm here? Well, one of the goals I just accomplished before the pandemic was uh, I can honestly say I'm the first WWE superstar to ever uh, step onto a off-Broadway theater stage. Uh, All of January, uh, February, up until Valentine's Day, I was in New York working on a uh, musical about marriage equality called Little House on the Ferry. And at the moment, we're looking for a live streaming network to pick it up. Uh, so that was a lot of fun doing, very tiring. My work ethic is a little bit different than people that have experience in, uh, in off-Broadway. And what it is, is it's a reality TV project. It's reality TV and theater go head to head. And uh, they document my life, uh, fish out of water store. Hey, let's take this wrestler and, and put him in a musical where I had no experience singing, dancing, uh, only acting is from WWE. So uh, this is like, I'm used to live combat theater and this is a whole different ball game. And uh, I'm 36, at 26, I wouldn't have taken on the project because one, I wasn't out publicly and two, I, you, know, you, uh, you know, theater gets this uh, bad stigma that, oh, people that do, theater or gay and all that stuff. So at 36, I'm like, why not? And one of my biggest inspirations to go forward with doing this musical was Chris Jericho because he had experience in dancing with the stars and all that Mm -hmm. stuff. So I looked at it as well, if he can do it, so can I. And uh, he was a big inspiration and he knows that. Um, So right before the pandemic, uh, that was, an incredible moment for me that I accomplished. I hit a home run with it. Uh, it was in front of a packed, a packed theater crowd, 
And you can tell when you're doing your job when uh, I'm at a stage 18 years plus in the business where we listen to the people. If they're, if they're not reacting, no need to uh, rush and do more. Just be, be calm, be cool, tell that story. Eventually, if you're a good storyteller, people get behind it. And in a musical, I could hear the people because it was a love triangle and I was one of the leads chasing love. And I could hear the people cheering for me, you know, yes. uh, after I did my solo by myself on stage, a solo um, that I hit a home run with. And yeah. to hear the people cheer for me uh, was made me very emotional. I'm a grown man, 36. <laughs> and when yeah. I walked off the stage, people that have experience uh, in theater, I went up to them. I was like, look at my eyes. I'm crying my eyes out. I got to be on stage in a couple of minutes. I'm putting eye drops in because my eyes are bloodshot because I'm so happy that I had just hit a home run on a solo. And the girls that worked with me said, well, this is why we do this. And it's the same thing with wrestling. I do what I do. Sometimes I say, why do I beat myself up? Well, it's because my fight, you know, uh, is much more bigger than in the ring now. It's outside of the ring, fighting bigotry and hatred and trying to be the voice of the voices when it comes to not only just the LGBTQ community, but anyone that gets bullied for various reasons. I might get bullied because you have a speech impediment. You know, uh, you might get bullied because of the color of your skin. But you know what? In order to be strong and successful, you got to block the hate. And that's where my whole movement comes into uh, comes into play. Uh, it's it's the next middle finger, you know. It's the equality yes. for all sign. Like you tell me, you I can achieve my dreams, but instead of flipping them off, block the hate. And right. it's a universal movement that you know, it's just it's not about me. It's about the masses. There's yes. seven billion plus people on this planet. So anything I share on my social media, it's to motivate and educate the masses. You know, I've got a lot of work to do. I'll share the same block the hate picture with me doing this with a bunch of kids or by myself. I'll share it constantly because those 7 billion plus people didn't see it. So we've got work to do. And I always say block the hate, spread the word, strengthen numbers because I can't do it by myself. Um, there are tons of superstars. You know, I always say you have some good dance partners and you have some not so good dance partners, but the ones that mattered like Randy Orton, yeah. Big Show, Seamus, yeah. uh, Titus, my main man. Those guys made it a lot easier for me to uh, come out uh, and, and walk into a locker room and be comfortable. Yeah. Coming out, I became more friends with Randy Orton than ever. You know, I haven't been with yeah. WWE since 2017. And anytime I can go backstage and say, hey, Randy, you mind if we get a money shot? You know, he's, it takes 20 minutes to take a picture because um he's worried about if it's right for me you know that's the type of person he is you know yeah. is, is the pose right is should it should it be like this should it be like this like yeah. Randy doesn't have to do that but he's real you know yeah. and uh someone like that that has my back and a plethora of other people that's all you need when it comes to the support system yes. because I always say that if they don't know you personally don't take it personal come on man and that, that, that is so awesome to really hear. And um, you, that was a great transition. Um, but before I even get a little bit more into what, you know, your yeah. coming out story, I just want yeah, to I'm touch sorry. on the fact. Uh, uh, sorry, I, I, I skip around. I always say CTE. 
CTE. So when I get going, I get going. Um, yeah. Sometimes I got to pull myself back. So yeah, just like with my podcast, for mm-hmm. me, there's no format. We skip yeah. around. Uh, so yeah. yeah, but uh, you keep you, you keep us on track, please. Yeah. Hey, no, we love that, man, because I, I love allowing the guests to tell stories, man. It's a beautiful thing. I love to listen. But then, you know, my my listeners know I'll talk to. But I mean, for me, I just, you know, with these questions, man, I definitely had to touch on a point that you made when you were talking about stepping into Broadway for the first time like that. And it's such a great thing to see you thriving beyond wrestling because what's really important is a lot of times, I know as a fan and someone who really, like, continues to learn about the business i've been watching wrestling since i was man probably like seven you know and and i've always been into it you know and i've always been knowledgeable but like to learn things and then really wonder about those that you you know when they when they leave the company you know and and they you wonder like okay is there a withdrawal stage you know some people kind of go through a relay you know just all kind of things where it's like man, what am I going to do now? You know, in the same cases like football, NFL, you know, NBA, you know, when you're not doing what you love anymore, you kind of get into these things. And I know some have a hard time and it breaks my heart when I've seen some of the stories, people who have been like suffering, but then I love the success stories of people who are like, you know, like yourself or like a Ryback or somebody that's, you know, left the business sometime. It's only been a few years and they're just succeeding and flourishing in their own way. So it's, it's great to see you step into something like that, man. And I'm wishing complete best for you as that continues to grow, man, because I know that's going to be phenomenal. Broadway is never an easy thing to do. So I, I can only imagine because I, I, for a second there, I was about to be like, uh, you know, Mr. Ross, do you, you got a voice that I don't know about, man? You know, like, was there a hidden talent there somewhere? You know, like. I wish, I wish, <laughs> I wish I was like Brian McKnight or 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 uh, Tyrese. Uh, I shouldn't mention Tyrese's name. Uh, yeah. The Rock, the Rock hates him, you know. Uh, but anyway, anyway, oh, um, you know, I always say, I always say, and, and by the way, it was Sing Talk. So sing that's talk. Okay. I, Sing Talk, Sing Talk. If you know what that is, yeah. I learned it recently. <laughs> uh, but I always say Michael Jordan can't play forever. Not saying that I'm Michael Jordan of wrestling, but mm-hmm. there comes a time when my grandfather always says, one monkey don't stop no show. And my yeah. grandfather just turned 95 years old. So uh, oh, he's wow. like a lot of his wisdom uh, I, I take and I use, you know, I use when I speak to the masses all over the world, sharing my story. Um, but yeah, you know, to, to be able to just step onto Broadway, you know, mm-hmm. we all have those hidden blocks, you know, and then yeah. once we are able to just let loose and open up and unlock those blocks, you get access to cool stuff. You get yeah. access to, uh, uh, moments that you didn't think that you could accomplish, but did. So yeah. uh, with my social media, I always tell people, I, w- I want people to see me on my social media or 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 uh, in the ring and say, well, if he can do it, so can I. And yeah. m- me going back to the whole Michael Jordan can't play forever, um, you know, nothing lasts with WWE. It's, it's yeah. the revolving door, you know, revolving yeah. door. Everyone always comes back. Yeah. Uh, so I had to keep it moving. And I've done some of my best work on the independence, yes. working quality, not quantity. Uh, yes. I've done all the quantity shows. When you first start off wrestling, mm-hmm. I say, stumble and fall, stumble and fall, get up, stumble and fall. Just keep 
keep doing it, keep getting those reps in. And then there comes a point where quality is more important than quantity. And for example, Jake Atlas, who's making moves in NXT, uh, I've had great work with him. I've had great work with Sean Spears. Uh, The one thing about Sean Spears is that, you know, the biggest the biggest reward you can get from a peer is that when you're done with the match and you come to the back and then he follows you after and he says, uh, man, I needed that. That, yeah. that, that means a lot. That means that, man, uh, you made him work. You, yeah. you put in the work, everything clicked. Sean's great at what he does. I'm great at what I do in the ring. So when you get two people that just know their way around the ring, you create magic. Yes. And, um, Again, I've had some of my best work where I'm not doing five to seven-minute matches because when you do five to seven-minute matches on TV, you don't realize it, but to us, it's a sprint, you know? It's a shorter time, but when do you ever see Randy in a five- or seven-minute match? Usually when you get 20, 25 minutes, you can take your time with the reactions. There's beats and moments, not only on a Broadway stage, not only – uh, behind a camera on uh, a set, mm-hmm. also in the ring, you know. Uh, so you have to do, you have to do commentary in your head. You have to kind of like, when you're on the independence, just take your time, um, tell a story, and that's why Randy's one of the best. Uh, and that's why I've had some of my best work on independence because I'm not doing sprint matches, which yes. are great. You get tired, but you just not got to learn how to work those matches. Yes. So they can tell a story and make sense. Yes, yes. And that and that's amazing, man. I mean, just in knowing, you know, I can tell that wisdom, you know, that veteranship on you, man. It just it just drips, bro. Like, you know, that's that's it's funny. Uh, sorry ahead. to cut you off. It's Go funny ahead, that you say vet it's funny you say veteran, man, because that's one thing I tell the interviewer that's interviewing me when they say mm-hmm. former WWE superstar former WWE superstar. You know, I put my time in, uh it started in 2003, you know, I started wrestling in 2002. Uh, my journey with WWE started in 2003. And from 2003 to 2009, out of 75 guys and girls from all over the world, I earned my contract with WWE. So it wasn't easy. I had to pay to do a tryout. So yes. I know what it's like to, you know, uh, be a weekend warrior, scooping yes. ice cream on the weekdays, running an ice cream store so you could wrestle and do tryouts on the weekend. Yes. So it was something I wanted to do since not only I came out the womb, but my um, my last sentence in high school in my yearbook said, WWF, here I come. So mm-hmm. I pursued it with laser-like focus. And, yes. you know, uh, my dream came true May 4th, 2009. Uh, the day I stepped foot inside the training facility at Tampa, Florida, FCW at the time, it was June 25th, 2009, the same day Michael Jackson died. So it's just like wow. all these moments are moments I'll never forget. So yes. from 2009 to 2017, I had a long career with WWE that I'm very, very mm-hmm. proud of. And yes. uh, that's why I like to call myself a veteran because former just sounds washed up. You know, you don't say yeah. former. Yeah. For, former Marine, you don't say that, you say uh, Marine veteran, you know? Yes, yes. Um, so that whole former sounds washed up to me because <laughs> I always say, I always say I still got a lot left in the tank. And oh, yeah. after, after this pandemic, 
I don't know what to say. I don't know what to say. But Come like on. I say, I, I stay ready, so I ain't got to get ready. So health Come as well. On. That's true, man. And, and I love how you said veteran because, you know, from, from now on, I'm just going to continue to introduce all of my guests that way, no matter what company. You know what I mean? Like, I love how you put that. And that's great because I, I've learned and seen how many, you know, even ones that finally get to a main roster, they're all veterans. Every wrestler is a veteran, no matter what company and what mm -hmm. level, because it's so much work put into this, you know, and I've, I've had the pleasure of interviewing indie stars, you know, mainstream stars, like however you put it, man. But your attitude, man, is just so great. You know what I mean? And I love, I love it, man. You, it, I had uh, the pleasure of interviewing um, WWE superstar R-Truth earlier in a couple episodes here. And, and he, he was just as humble as you, man. I love the, the, the humbleness that comes from a lot of superstars that come from that branch like that, man, just to show like, you know, I would never have anything bad to say because, you know, you got fans, you know, some fans that, that internet fans, I guess, you know, IWC, you know, I'm sure you're familiar with them. And just like, yeah. I was just like, man, you know, like it, it kind of make WWE seem like it's such a, 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 you know, a horrible company to work for a lot of times. And I know no company is perfect per se, but yes. like when I hear, you know, superstars like yourself or, or superstars like Truth and everybody that like really just kind of speak of it in a highlight, you know, no matter where they are, what, you know, what, what their position is, like they, it, it shows, you know, that it's, 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 you know, it's, it's, it's the person, you know what I mean? Like, you know, the mindset of that person and how they feel, you know, and, and such positivity coming from you, man. And I love that. Keep, keep that energy going, man, because it's, it's a beautiful thing to see that maturity from you, man, and that, and that veteranship, like I said, just grinding it out. So let's, let's, let's talk about, uh, you know, cause it is pride month, you know, definitely. And, and it's very special having you on, on this episode, you know, because of the fact that I definitely wanted to be able to talk with you about your experience with that. Like, you know, you, you literally were uh, bragging about a certain amount of superstars that, you know, were comforting and, 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 you know, embracing of you in that time, talk, talk about what that was like, because I did some research and I knew, you know, I knew at that time when you came out, like I knew there were other stars that were prior to you who have come out over the years, like Orlando Jordan and, you know, uh, Pat, Peter, you know, Pat Patterson, you know, just different superstars from the WWE branch. But what it noted, you know, was that you were actually the first superstar that was currently still signed with the company at the time when you decided to come out versus those before you who kind of did it a little bit after the fact, you know, what, what was that experience like for you? What, what did that do for you? Was, was there nerves there or how, how did that work out? Uh, you know, that's correct. I, I say I'm not the first and I'm not the last, but I, I am a trailblazer. And by me being the first openly gay WWE superstar, I've been able to pave the way for other LGBTQ athletes in wrestling and beyond to uh, go after their dreams and not allow the opinions of others to derail them on their journey to greatness. Yeah. And uh, by coming out first, I've made it a duty for other LGBTQ athletes that they do have a duty to instill confidence in our youth and to, and to lead by example. Uh, but coming out wasn't easy. Let me just say, first and foremost, it wasn't easy at all. Um, I came out to my family two years before I made my announcement to TMZ. And uh, I think I hit it pretty well. I hit it pretty well in the world, 30 years. And just imagine, uh, how old are you? 
I'm actually 30 myself, brother. I just turned 30 this 30. year. Yes, sir. Just imagine, just imagine uh, 30 years old, living your life, not being yourself. Mm. Having to cut promos like this to make your voice sound more, more masculine, more deep, you know, because you don't want to be perceived in a certain way. Yeah. Um, I don't have to do that anymore. And for the longest, I hid, I hid, I hid. And I had finally achieved my dreams of being a WWE superstar. Uh, but I also found love too. And uh, I had to sacrifice coming out uh, to inspire others to be and accept themselves. I made a huge sacrifice. And I said what I said to TMZ. And I said, when I walked away, I'm like, Oh my God, what did I just do? Because at the time uh, I came out to Team Z when we didn't have a relationship with Team Z. Now Team Z has a relationship because they want to make sure they know what news is breaking. And it is what it is. When you're under WWE's conglomerate, you have to literally abide by their rules or you perish. Um, so when I came out, um, I didn't think my story was a big deal until, of all people, the icon Cher. You're 30 years old. I think you should know who Cher is. So, she's a she's an icon in the LGBTQ community. Mm -hmm. She reached out to me on social media in the DM on Twitter. I screenshot the message. I still have it to this day. And she said, because of her hearing my story, one of her friends, who's a big wrestling fan, came out. So she thanked me. And it was wow. that minute I realized that my story was a big fucking deal. And yes. that's why I always say daily, yes. don't die with a story and you tell it. So yes. um, I remember, I remember Mark Henry, uh, even, even before I came out, I was yes. new to the roster, NXT, the first season, all of us up there being hazed like crazy. <laughs> and Mark Henry uh, looked at me, he's very long winded. And mm -hmm. I'm going I'm to say to you what Mark Henry said to me. <laughs> Hey, why you got your hair like that? Mm. It makes you look gay, you know that. And when he said that, I'm like, uh, 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 Mark, I, I'm just, uh, I'm just trying to look different. I'm just, I'm just trying to stand out. That stuttering kicked in that I had. Yeah. Uh, I'm just trying to stand out. And then fast forward to when I came out. Uh, he was one of the first people to call me up and say, hey, man, SummerSlam weekend in the hotel, come to the uh, green room. And he said, man, how come you didn't tell me? I was like, because I was fearful of you, Mark, <laughs> fearful of you. He's like, man, I got cousins uh, that are gay. I don't care. Uh, uh, you can drop the, uh, uh, if I drop the soap, you can come up behind me if you want to. I said, Mark, please, man get the heck out of here, you know? <laughs> uh, so that's the kind of relationship from then on that we uh, had. And yeah. from then on, anytime we were in Texas, uh, we didn't have to stay in a hotel. We would stay at Mark Henry's place. And yeah. Yeah, uh, I did all the driving. So I, I, tell, I can share this story all I want. I do it yes. all the time on interviews. I said, Mark, I can talk crap about you all I want because I drove you around for almost five years. It was me doing all the driving, me, Titus, and uh, Mark Henry. I did all the driving. Uh, and when Mark Henry started, he was driving big Yoko around. So he would always yeah. tell us about all the stories and driving around Yoko, uh, doing the live events on the afternoon. He had to 
drive and get some chicken for Yoko. So I said, Mark, <laughs> I, you know, I drove you around. I can say whatever I want about you. So I share these stories because we've all said something that uh, we probably didn't mean to say or uh, wasn't thinking clearly. Um, but yeah, Mark and I are like tight, very yeah. tight. Yeah, he he gets a lot of uh, you know as as another vet he gets a lot of praise I noticed from just so many wrestlers both current and former just all around like who literally just love the attitude he carries man and and it's just dope when you know you you, you know you do your hazing you know I'm pretty sure you probably had some rookies in there in the, in the yeah. you know coming up at your time you know that. Literally, you would be like, "Hey, man, I'm I'm a hazy, but it's it's love." Oh no, man, no, know? not me. No, not oh, me. Not you. <laughs> I, I'm not. I'm that guy in the locker room. Everyone like me. I'm very quiet unless mm-hmm. you say something that triggers me. I remember Hornswoggle, ah. Hornswoggle, and I share this story too. Uh, <laughs> before I came out, I had mm-hmm. a hard hat for Mr. No Days Off on the back of my trunks, and mm-hmm. we were in the locker room. He's like, "What's that on the back of your trunks? A gay hard hat?" And I just lost it in the locker room. I said, hey, uh, I got to keep it PG. I got yeah. God babies around. But uh, I said, hey, man, don't you ever talk to me like that. I'm, I'm one of the nicest ones here in the locker room. Don't you ever say that. And I just stormed out. No one said anything. So this is before I came out. Uh, so, like, it, it's, it, if the situation happens like that, I'm going to call you out on it. But I was always well-liked and very shy, very quiet amongst my peers. Yeah. Tell man, I mean, you, again, you can just tell that you know you're you're a very likable and respected guy in the in the locker room, man. But it's it's dope to see that you know also it's like, hey man, don't don't take my likeness for granted, man. Like I have yeah. I have a side where if I have to speak my mind, I will speak it. So what I what I would love to know is um you mentioned being a trailblazer, and that's always important, you know. And and I'd like to bring up two particular. Figures. I see that WrestleMania sign. Oh yeah, yeah, you know, I got, I got to always rep it, man. You know, I'm a, I'm yeah. a big, I'm a big wrestling fan. I got to get more uh, other companies around to put up and post up in the room, man. But you know, that's just to show my fandom, man. I, I've been around, you know, like you, I've been a vet fan, I guess, for years. Yeah. So it's kind of like, you know, it's, it's good to to talk this and and even with what you talk about about coming out, like into this media field, man. I I, I was kind of thinking about it, never thought. I could really get into it, but knew I had personality and, and, and then boom, you know, it was like, Oh, Hey, you know, let's, let's do this podcasting thing, man. And it was an idea the last couple of years. And I just stepped foot on the gas, man. And, and, and to have such a short length of episodes and be able to talk with guests like yourself is showing like, yo, this is something you're definitely meant to do, brother. Keep on, keep on going forth with it. So you know, for you, Mr. Rosser, what I would love to ask is uh, being a trailblazer in a way, like what, there's two mo- two uh, superstars that come to mind right now uh, that are really repping and, you know, both in separate companies, but one in a company that, of course, you're affiliated with in WWE. Uh, and another one in, I guess, when, I'm not going to call it a rival company, but just, you know, an up and coming company in AEW. I would love to talk to you about uh, Miss Nyla Rose and Sonya Deville, uh, especially Sonya Deville, you know, specifically because it seems that, you know, since your departure, once once she kind of made her rise, you know, she's also kind of been carrying the mantle uh, loud and proud a lot of times. And uh, if, if you notice, a lot of times she'll have the rainbow flag, you know, usually probably in her attire or, or somewhere, you know, just to keep, you know, keep the pride going. And um, I would love to know your thoughts on on both of those superstars as far as like, you know, as someone who 
definitely reps and 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 you know is is, is a trailblazer and and like you said doing something that wasn't easy to do like what what are your thoughts on these two superstars well more representation the better uh with my whole block tape movement i always say strength in numbers yeah and sonia you know that's my girl you know um <laughs> I got nothing but love for her. Anytime I see her backstage, we're just like, we don't miss a beat. And yeah. I just recently posted a picture of one of her pride t-shirts. So she's nice. repped the block hate movement. I had to rep her. Yes. Um, and there's room for everyone at the, there's room for everyone at the finish line. You know what I mean? Yes, uh, Nyla Rose, uh, nothing but love for her too. She's making moves in AEW. I always say, uh, don't get, to like one organization for another, like it all, like AEW, yes. like Impact, like yes. NWA, like it all, man, like yes. like New Japan, uh, yes. which is a goal of mine to wrestle either New Japan or somewhere in Southeast, Southeast Asia, because I've yes. never wrestled anywhere uh, in Southeast Asia, so that's a goal of mine to wrestle in Asia. Okay. So I would say like it all, but with Nyla Rose, you you got to support her and I yes. support her now more than ever with yes. uh, the administration that we're currently in rolling back the laws, the transgender, um, you know, they need love too. And you got to have empathy. That's one thing that I teach kids when I talk all over the world and even adults, I say, I'm going to give you guys a word of the day and yeah. it's empathy, you know, go home to mommy and daddy and say that you met this really cool wrestler who told a great story, who was larger than life. He, he, he was huge. He had big muscles and uh, he just had an amazing story and he gave us a word of the day and it was empathy. Have empathy for one another. Learn about different cultures. Learn about different ethnicities because I tell them the more you learn, the more you earn. Um, so empathy, you know, just learn. And uh, it's very important that we support someone like Nyla Rose because she needs it more than ever. Yes, I agree. I, I totally agree. And, and I mean, it's, um, again, it's just so great to see uh, representation in, in just about every company, man. And, and I agree with you. Love all companies. I love them all. Uh, you know, I, I try to keep up with every company. Sometimes it's hard because like week to week, it's like they may come on all at the same time where you're like, yeah. You know, it's it's tough to keep up with everything. That's if I had a, a, a I, I wouldn't even call it a complaint. If I had a a concern, it's just like, oh man, there's so much wrestling now that like technology's made it possible to just watch everything. And it's like, man, you know, you still got to be a little productive too. So it's just like, ah, exactly. You know? But um, exactly man, like my co-host, my co-host Arnold Telegarta that I do Pro and Bro Wrestling podcasts with, he uh -huh. keeps me up to date. He's my real life neighbor who I met here in <laughs> California. Yeah. Uh, right before my release, I moved uh, full time from Florida to Cali and I met Arnold uh, just, you know, as neighbors. He was a big wrestling fan. He recognized me. He started flipping out. Uh, I said, oh, my God, this guy that lives next door to me knows where I live now. And now <laughs> now we're great friends. Uh, we've been friends since since my release. And uh, he, again, he's like my therapist. So he keeps me up to date on what's going on. But even when growing up, the technology I had, you know, wasn't advanced. It wasn't as yeah. advanced as it is for us. So yeah. the Monday Night Wars for me as a kid, we had um, three TV set up, you know, one TV in the living room with Raw, 
The other yes. with uh, Nitro, and then the other Monday Night TV, uh, the black and white had Monday Night Football. So we had all that going on back in the 90s. So that's how it was. <laughs> yeah, man, those were the days, bro. I, 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 I love what uh, social media has now, but sometimes I do, uh, maybe it's the nostalgia in me, but I do kind of like going back to those days of like flipping back and forth and like having, like you said, two or three TVs next to each other and just yeah. like, Man, those those were some really fun days, and 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 you know, again, it's good to see wrestling just flourish now even more. You know what I mean? Because everybody's like, oh, WWE, you know, the big fish, and and it's like, you know, well, here comes AEW now, and I mean, everybody's like, well, cool, you know, now we got something that can, quote unquote, rival in a good way, right? And 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 like you said, Impact has resurged itself in so many different ways now, and and it's just it's just great. And even for you, man, someone who's, you know, right now still occupying themselves, still, like you said, got a lot left in the tank. There's no telling where we could see you. And I'm personally excited to know where you could end up, man, in the future, because there's so many great options right now. But New Japan definitely wouldn't be a bad one, man. I would love to see you in New Japan. That would, there's some killer matches you could definitely have out that way, man. And a lot of people have reinvented themselves in so many different ways out there i've noticed man so it's it would be great to see you out there i'm i'm working on it as we speak so just stand by for my social media real fred rosser instagram twitter you know i would say my government name because i do interviews and people (laughs) are like oh darren young i said oh be careful with that because you might get a lawsuit by by, uh by wwe (laughs) but i always that's my icebreaker and stuff like that so i'm like you know darren young fred rosser they all know me. Yeah. They all know me. Oh yeah, man! Like you, you, you were always an unforgettable person. I mean, real wrestling fans to me, I feel like real wrestling fans remember everyone. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. it's not necessarily about the uh, quote unquote Hall of Fame like careers and everything. Like you know, everybody can't in the NFL. Everybody's not in the Hall of Fame. In the in the this and that, everybody's not in the Hall of Fame. But it doesn't mean you still can't make yourself credible and known. Like people are gonna always remember who you are. You know, if they're real fans of, like you said, if you're a fan of the game, if you're a fan of the sport, you know, all of these things, man. And, and like I said, you had a lot of great entertainment moments. And especially those those times with you and Titus, man, like y'all were, you guys were gold, man. And I, I can't seem to, it was what was so funny, right? As I was going through like credentials and everything. And, and when I saw that you guys only won the belts one time, I don't know why it felt like, you guys were multi-time tag team champions to me because I was just like, are you serious? Only one time, a one-time run with the belts? Like, I could have sworn these guys had it, like, numerous times because you guys were that entertaining. Like, before the New Day really formed, you guys were around. You know what I mean? And, like, a dream match, uh, I got to say this dream match that I always wanted to see with the primetime players uh, rest in peace to my man Shaq Gaspard. I, I wanted to see you guys in crime time go at it so bad back when you guys formed. I was just like, yo, man, that's so entertaining and charismatic. Like, them versus crime time could be like the ultimate feud right now. I was hoping, like, WWE, please bring crime time back, let this match happen, and then boom, you know. And, and now, you know, it, it's never too late to say. We got a new tag team that's pretty charismatic out there that reminds me a lot of you guys. And you got the Street Profits out here now doing doing some things. So I would love to 
you know, replace my other dream match with a dream match like that, you know, and if we can make that happen in the future, that would be very, very dope to see. I would love to see that for you, man, because that would be something, something entertaining to see. You know what I mean? Like, it's, it's, it's crazy. Like, what, what was it, what, like, what was it like? Because Titus, much like yourself, man, Titus is such a, a great man who does a lot of great things in the community and does a lot of good things, man. What, what, what are some of the things you remember most about traveling on the road with this guy, like, night in and night out? Um, Titus, Titus was the businessman. <laughs> Again, I said I did all the driving. Titus uh-huh. would get cheap hotels running from uh, – getting them from for $120 down to like $54, under $50. So Titus was the businessman. Uh I was the driver. So because he would just fall asleep at the wheel. I said, just let me drive. I Uh play my R&B tunes. We'll drive 300 (laughs) miles to the next city. Don't bother me. I won't bother you. We always got along great. And, um, you know, people always say, and it's funny you say, oh, you guys are only – one-time tag team champions and um i wish you would have had the titles more yeah and i say you know regardless you know we did it man whether it was a one-time deal five-time deal ten-time deal of course would have could have should have but we did it and it'll go down in the record books as us being tag team champions but whether it was crime time or uh currently the street profits i think we would have definitely had stellar matches and all those guys top to bottom are all similar but different you know all different types of personalities and like i say representation not only in the lgbtq community but in also the black community is so important and so crucial nowadays we we got to have each other's back and you know, ne- again, never say never, uh, never say never. I stay ready, so I don't have to get ready for that, uh, for <laughs> yes. that comeback. Yes. Um, but yeah, Titus, he, he's my number one guy. And the one thing I learned about him, uh, he, he learned how to wrestle because when he first stepped foot in FCW, mm-hmm. uh, there were people that didn't want to get in the ring with him, didn't want to work out with him because he was straight off the football field. I had yeah. that experience in wrestling and this was something I wanted to do as a kid. So a lot of people didn't respect him as a uh, football player, just getting into wrestling. Yes. But I was the first one there at FCW in Tampa, last one to leave working with him saying, you don't need to do much because you're a big guy, you know, you're 6'5", 280, 280, you don't need to do much. Um, so I worked with him and I said, Titus, the same people that are shitting on you are gonna be kissing your ass. And they are years later. Um, But the one thing he taught me was uh, the most intimidating thing about Vincent Mann is his office door. Once you bust down his door, you got to have a game plan and the sky's the limit. So that's Mm -hmm. one thing Titus was not afraid of. Knock on his door and say, hey, what's up, boss? You got anything for us tonight? You know, (laughs) because the squeaky wheel gets the oil. You know what I mean? Like you got to make noise and he made noise and there would be times when he would just bust in. I'm like, wait, we don't got a game plan. He's going to be doing all the yapping because he is the businessman and I'm just going to uh-huh. be standing there, you know? Uh, but Vince saw a liking in us. He saw that we were hungry and he's the one that saw us backstage and the camaraderie that we had and said, Hey, let's make you guys a tag team. 
And that's when John Laurinaitis debuted us on SmackDown. Yes, man. And and I'm telling you, since then, man, what what a debut. I mean, like I said, there there's anyone and everyone who's not going to, like, sit there and say the primetime players. Because to me, you guys are definitely one of my all-time favorite tag teams. I mean, like, you know, it's not always about how many titles you want. Like you said, I mean, the fact that you guys did it, it's in the record books. Like, also, it's like what you did while you had them. You guys were entertaining with them, without them, you know? I mean, like, regardless, you guys were always a memorable tag team. And it was such a great pairing, man. You know, it's, it's great to see that you guys, even today, to this day, still maintain such a dope relationship. And um, speaking of relationships, uh, you've been really high on Randy. So, like, what – what uh how, how i mean it's an understatement to ask how long you guys have known each other obviously you guys have known each other like way back but like uh you know randy's a guy you know that uh i guess if you look like in a fan's perspective if you read like dirt sheets uh you know a lot of people would claim randy was like this this uh quote unquote uh douchebag you know what i mean who would just like do stuff behind the scenes if you uh quote unquote tick them off i guess but like you know like at the same time, though, I seem to hear uh, and, and just, you know, I've never obviously met Randy yet. I, I, I hope to have the pleasure to meet him someday and, you know, and even chop it up with him as well. But just from interviews, especially nowadays, when I see interviews, I mean, it just shows that he, he really does seem like a very, very great dope guy to, to have and know. Like, talk, talk about your, your relationship with Randy Orton and how that's been for you. Yeah, I mean, everyone has layers. and with him there's layers that you need to get through now if you're just randomly running into him at the airport or something like that he's gonna have those layers that you just don't have enough time to get through but him putting in the work him being the best at what he does and you're traveling with him you're on the roster with him you know when i when i do a tour with wwe i sit in the middle of the bus you know the people that are quiet sit in the front of the bus the production people Rowdy guys like Roman and uh, Dean, those guys sit in the back, the Usos. I sit in the middle. Randy likes to sit in the middle. And um, he's a quiet guy, too, backstage. I'm a quiet guy, too. And I think we all grow with time, especially with age. Um, Age age makes us wiser. He's got a family now, a a huge family, a huge, beautiful, beautiful family. His wife. His, um, his wife loves my social media stuff, and I can just see it now. His wife's always on social media. She's liking my stuff, and then he yeah. sees it, and then he's like, oh, oh, that's nice, kid. That's nice, with his <laughs> deep voice. Yeah. Uh, but he's always been the type of guy. Uh, he, he's, he's been a big believer in uh, THC and cannabis, and I've, they used to call me the medicine man. Uh, <laughs> so uh, anytime we would be backstage, he would just openly vape away and then he would offer it to me and I'd be like, nope. And no one ever knew about me. He yeah. he would offer it to me and I'd be like, oh, no, not right now. Not right now. Because eyes are watching, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Randy, he can do whatever he wants. But me, yeah. I, I always had eyes watching me. Uh, so Randy, like I said, when I came out, he, he he gave me a hug when I first came out, and it's hey man, same like same punk. Uh, Randy Orton said, hey, if you have any problems with anyone in the locker room, you let me know and I'll take care of it. That meant the world to me. I mean, I'm a grown man, you know, uh, and probably one of the toughest guys in the locker room. Like, yeah. I think people were 
sometimes maybe intimidated by, you know, losing to me. If you want to get into, you know, some of the struggles uh, of coming out, people might not want want to lose you, want to lose to you. But yeah. it, you know, if this was real, if, if this was brawl for all, it'd be a lot different. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. But uh, yeah, it is. It is what it is. If I'm gonna take an L, I'm gonna I'm gonna go out swinging. If I'm gonna get a W, I'm gonna celebrate like crazy. Again, it's all entertainment, man. Scripted entertainment. So there are people yeah. that catch feelings for wanting to take an L, but hey, it is what it is. But Randy, <laughs> um, like I said, last time I saw him was right before the pandemic uh, in Bakersfield, and it took 20 minutes to get a get a picture, and that's on my Twitter pin story because. Yeah. Uh, it's a cool picture. His wife likes it. I like it. He likes it. Um, he, he's like, oh, man, it looks like I'm blushing in the picture. You know, hey, <laughs> Ran, Ran, Randy has that glow about him. So, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, Randy's Randy's good in my book. Good part. Yeah, and, 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 you know, again, shout out, shout out to Mr. Orton. Uh, shout out to everybody that, you know, yeah. it's, it's just all about supportive and being embracive, man. You know, uh oh, my boy, yeah. to put the cool specs back on now. Yeah, you know, sun must uh, be shining again. <laughs> yeah, exactly. The sun was shine. I'm getting a headache up in here, but uh, <laughs> yeah, I like to do my workouts. I like to do sometimes my podcast outside by the pool just to get in that air. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, it is what it is. Love that, man. Love that. So. Uh, quick non-wrestling related question because I'm, I'm gonna take mm -hmm. it back a little bit to our previous conversation when you were mm -hmm. talking about the times with Titus on the road and you said when you would drive, he was putting on your R&B. So oh, I yeah. take it you're a big R&B fan when it comes to genres of music. Like you seem like a man that likes all genres, but R&B seems to be your number one main genre to go to. Am I am I am I wrong in that statement there? I always say that there's a time and a place for the hippity hoppity. Uh, <laughs> but when we're driving, if I'm doing the driving and we're going 300 miles, city to city to city to city, uh, if you want me to drive, I got to listen to my tunes. And um, I'm a big R&B head. Some of my um, artists that you might not be familiar with, but after this episode, definitely look them up. Okay. R&B head, uh, this one guy called Daily. Okay, uh, D-A-L-E-Y and I, I kind of gave him away because a lot of people think that he's, he's a girl but it's really a guy wow. uh, Daly and yeah. Jameson J-M-S-N those are two artists that I yeah. had discovered on Spotify and I literally uh, uh, found them on social media and literally stalked them and <laughs> I used this app called Bands in Town living out here in LA there's always tons of shows performing yeah. And I so happened to see that Daly and Jameson were performing in LA. I reached out to him on social media, of course, being verified on social media and they look you up, they see what kind of work you do. Oh, he's a wrestler. He's the first openly gay WWE superstar. And then these guys become fans of me just as much as I'm fans of them. And I believe yeah. in supporting the independent artists. I love... Oh. I love Jaheim, I love Brandy, yeah. Monica, I love yeah. the OGs, you know, yeah. I love the veterans, veterans in the game, but yeah. I also like the people that are up and coming, people yeah. that are getting discovered on Spotify, people I've never heard, or people that have never heard these artists, and I share it on my social media, so when I reached out to these guys for tickets, they hooked me up with tickets, and I was almost like there their uh marketing you know on my end you know i would always highlight them 
yeah. on my Instagram story. Come check these guys out. I'll be there. And that's like my, that's my fun. Um, yeah. I don't go to the bars anymore. I stopped drinking when I moved out to LA uh, in August, 2017, because, you know, I would drink at the wrong times. Let's just say that. And I didn't want to have to be dependent on it. Uh, so having drunk since August, 2017, and, I tell people I traded Tito's vodka for green tea. So anytime I, uh, you'll see me either at a tea shop before the pandemic, or you mm. see me at like a, a nice little R&B concert. So yes, that's my yes. vibe: calm, cool, and collected. Calm, cool, and collected. That's the way to be, man. I'm a, I'm a big, uh, you know, like uh, of course, uh, hip hop is definitely my my number one. But like R&B, I definitely love, and of course. My neo soul, man. I kind of have my neo soul. Yes. You know what I mean, like, yes. I'm I'm from Memphis, Tennessee. You know, I re I reside in Atlanta here, but I, I'm from Memphis, Tennessee. So anything that's like blues and soulful and like really uh, gives you those vibes. Oh man, I'm a sucker for it every time, man. I I gotta get my listens in. You know what I mean? So I, I that's that's dope, man. And I, I love that. You know, you definitely put me on some artists that I definitely will check out daily, yeah. daily. D-A-L-E-Y, Daily and Jameson. J and Jameson. Okay, yeah. so shout out to those two compliments of Mr. Fred Rosser here because those are guys that you just might catch on our alternate show on the OTS brand, uh, Past the Ox. Yeah. But wait, that's yeah. a shameless plug right there. So uh, that's a shameless plug out there for any <laughs> of you music fans out there. Check out Past the Ox on the OTS Guys Network. But yeah. coming back, because this is Life's a Botch, you know, we gonna, uh, you know, come talk to some more wrestling with my man here because, you know, it, it never gets old, you know, and, and, and I can't really let you go without talking about one of the most controversial yet most large stables yet most however you want to put it i mean there's so many different ways to describe you guys because all of you guys were so talented and as they say we're we're talented on our own but together we're one heck of a force the nexus man oh my gosh like <laughs> can we just talk about the greatness that has come out of the nexus i mean like i said you and 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 Michael Tarver and and Justin Gabriel, you know what I mean, and 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 Daniel Bryan, you know what I mean, like <laughs> Wade Barrett. I mean, the list goes on. You know, Skip Sheffield, Ryback, however you want to. Like so much, like so much talent came out of that crop. And 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 please, man, talk about how dope it has been to just develop a brotherhood with those with those guys, and and literally like still keep up to, with them to this day. Like you said, having a podcast and being able to just chop it up with them one by one and just, you know, be like, hey, you know, how's life been going for you so far, man? Catch us up. Yeah, June was the uh, 10th anniversary of the Nexus de debut. And according to the later, uh, according to the leader, Wade, uh, <laughs> there was only seven members. A lot of people include Daniel Bryan, but the day that we caused havoc, on WWE, we weren't considered the Nexus until after. Yeah, so uh, because he was he was he was terminated uh, soon after that, and then brought back at SummerSlam. But true. again, that's another angle where you know, yeah, the outcome should have been a little bit different. You know, we we were new guys that weren't established that mm -hmm. should have won at SummerSlam. But yeah. to just be able to be a part of such a dominant force and be able to 
capture the reactions that one Monday Night Raw when we just tore up everything in Miami, Florida. It's something that I'll never forget. And that's something that uh, recently happened with Iron Mike Tarver, I like to call him, yes. uh, on Pro and Bro Wrestling Podcast. That's something that I expressed to him. Like, no matter the outcome, we still did it, man. And yes. they still talk about us. And before the pandemic, uh, I believe that we would have came back and uh, maybe been at WrestleMania. I was invited personally to be a part of Access again and do some stuff for the WWE Network. But yes. the pandemic, um, uh, they called me for a couple of weeks yeah. later. They said, no, we're going to have to cancel it because of, yeah. of, the, of, of what's going on. So I was devastated, man. Yeah. I was really devastated. But again, I was on their recent show, The Bump. So... Yeah. They haven't forgotten about me. Of course. Um, but of course. The next is something that will go down in history. We're all still in a text thread. Uh, yes. I'm very guilty of sending some disturbing just gifs, you know, just, <laughs> just, just, just for the heck of it. Yes. Uh, sometimes we'll send messages, maybe checking on one another or a picture or rant, something that's just totally random that all seven of us will get. And I'll just send disturbing, disturbing disturbing gifs so i get a kick out of that uh yeah. i get a kick out of that but um yeah our first guest on uh, the podcast was he we chopped it up uh second was tarver so i'm gonna probably run down all the members because i don't know if ryback's done that uh i, I don't know if he's had every member of the nexus on his podcast because i know he has the podcast yeah, uh, yeah. but yeah, but like anyone that um, I have on is very special to me. So after I interviewed Heath, I said, well, why not I get each one to kind of run down our history, our moments, what we thought of this, what we thought of that. And uh, yeah, just just our newest podcast, episode 53, I believe. It's with uh, Tarver. <laughs> nice. Okay. So that, well, if, if Ryback hasn't done it, you have definitely beat him to the punch and made yeah. one heck of an idea to where now pressure's on right back. Pressure's on, buddy. Yeah. Now you got to do it on your show. You know what I mean? It's like, now you got to yeah. do the reunions on your show, man. So yeah, it, because it, I've, I'm, I've been on his show. I don't know who else has been on his show, but I know I was on his show a, a long time ago. Okay. So uh, yeah, I think it's a good, good idea. And content, content, content is so yes. important. Now I don't really, necessarily care about the numbers with me because if I would have cared about the numbers I would have quit a long time ago but it's literally every week I'm doing a therapy session with my neighbor talking about something that he loves I love yes. and um you know it's practice for me at talking it's practice for me uh sharing my story on my platform YouTube yes. iTunes all my social media platforms and again, the numbers aren't important to me, but if there are a thousand people, 2000 people, 3000 people that tune in, then those are the loyals, you know what I mean? Yes. That's who, that's who's hearing my message, who's hearing the store and who's having fun with it. And again, it's a laid back podcast, uh, no pressure at all. And we just vibe it out. Yes. Yes. And I, and I love that, man. And that's again, the beauty of what we do because we're both podcasters here and that is the beauty of what we do because like you said it's a it's a therapy session it's a legit chop up conveniently enough with the pandemic and uh you know socially distancing and everything it's exactly 
what uh, the guidelines are because we're virtual here. So you know what I mean? It's like it, it plays all its parts, but more importantly, whether you're riding in the car, whether you're maybe flying the skies in the airplane, yeah. maybe, maybe you're surfing, maybe you're out on a boat ride, who knows? Wherever you're listening to, however you're listening, we appreciate you for listening and being a loyal listener because at the end of the day, we wouldn't be, well, we probably would be doing what we're doing because like you said, mm-hmm. it's a therapy session for us. It's fun. Yes. But we still appreciate those of you who listen and enjoy real good dialogue and, and, and you know, conversation amongst real people. Uh, so. <laughs> and, I'm, and, I, and I'm excited about my next week's guest. So this week we have Michael Tarver. Next uh-huh. week, it's going to be Chavo Guerrero. Oh, uh, I'm very excited about this because he was my NXT pro on NXT Redemption. And this was yes. like the end of his career with WWE. So he wasn't really into it. But some of my experiences with Chavo were way back in 2003 when I did my first ever skit with WWE. I was a detective with the Basham brothers at the time trying to swerve the Guerreros. Uh, so that was my first ever skit with uh, WWE involving Eddie Guerrero and Chavo. So uh, wow. from that, from him being my pro on NXT Redemption, uh, we've had our history. So yeah. to have him on our podcast, who he actually said he's looking to get into the podcast world himself. So for him to be on our podcast, he can kind of see the flow that we have. So uh, he was my coach on NXT Redemption. I'm going to be his coach in how to do a podcast. So that'll okay. be fun next week. That'll okay. be fun next week. Oh, man. Well, I definitely know I'm tuning in for that. I got to listen. I got to see how that one turns out because I know a lot of times, man, just when, when they did the mentor aspect, you know, like from the original NXT and everything, that, that was always entertaining to watch. I, I, did love I didn't like it. That. You didn't like it? I didn't like it. I didn't like it at all because I would say if I wanted to do American Gladiators or American Ninja Warrior, I would have done that. But like mm-hmm. obstacle challenges, juggling challenges. If you see me juggling and yeah. you're not going to take me seriously because I don't know how to juggle. So like yeah. you're kind of exposed in a way like, ah, to get this guy. So for <laughs> me, it took, it took me longer to eventually get over and you know i was part of the nexus i was part of the primetime players and finally on my own i was getting over by myself with the bob backland make darren young great again and people say oh you know you know that was a bad idea by wwe but it was actually my idea because i know tag teams don't last forever and I've done appearances with Bob Backlund, and he's very energetic. I'm very energetic. He doesn't stand during his autograph signings. Yeah. Uh, no, yeah, he stands during his autograph signings. I stand because I don't like sitting down. I like to get personable with my fans. And uh, I said, hmm, after I'm done teaming with Titus, maybe I'll bring him along as my life coach because that's one thing that was missing is managers. And he's he he's very out there. I'm calm, cool, and collected. So opposites attract. Yes. So again, I go back to that story about being afraid, uh, being intimidated in Vincent Man's door. Well, I had already mustered the courage to build a relationship with him. So once I was done teaming with Titus, I wrote out the uh, storyline. I had uh, visuals. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I took the idea from Mike Tyson and his trainer Cuss. They were like strange bedfellows. So yeah. I took the idea, wrote it down, proposed it to Vincent Mann, and he liked it. And he called up Bob Backlund personally 
and we started running with it. It's just unfortunate that uh, the people that were under Vincent Man didn't have my back. And, you know, I'll never say a bad thing about Vincent Man. He gave me the opportunity, you know. Yeah. Uh, he always believed in me. It's just, you know, when you have so many people working under you, they have their own agendas. They want to get their own storylines over. Yeah. Uh, the Make Darren Young Great Again, that wasn't their idea. It was mine. So yes. um, I'm happy I did it. And that's another memory that I can always, always cherish. Yeah, you know, it was it was very memorable. And I, I see for one where where you were headed with that. And, and you know, I, I listened to uh, the New Day's podcast one time. And I remember their very first episode was talking about the process they went through when they first formed and how Vince's idea was this. And it was like, uh, mm. not quite what we want, but we got to roll with it. If we got this far with it, then we just gonna take it and roll with what we got and how just some of the slightest things could have caused that not to work, but it, it spun in their favor to where I think recently they just celebrated being together for six years straight, the longest yeah. stable to be together. And then all African-American at that. So that's a beautiful thing to see, uh, especially as an African-American uh, individual. It's so dope to see that the new day out of any stable, and there's a lot of great ones out of there, you know, like, <laughs> for them to still be that strong and still together it, it just signifies a lot but with with your with what you were doing with that it, it i saw the concept i thought it was pretty genius and it was you know it was a fun play i i don't what i don't remember is was that a play off of the whole donald trump situation or did that kind of happen after the fact like did did what did that kind of come from that because that's the only thing i don't remember at this point was like yeah, the Make Darren Young Great Again, that wasn't my idea. I just proposed the idea of him being my life coach. Oh, and then okay. gotcha. I had no idea, but to someone that's in, you just got to run with it, you know? It could have yeah. been a, it could have been, uh, it could have worked as a heel. It could have worked as a baby face, but gotcha. that was their, that was their idea. And I just ran with it. You so again, it. okay, I, I just ran with it, but I had the idea of, Bob Backlund and me as my life coach because yeah. Titus dumped me again, you know? So I'm yeah. down and out. I need a yeah. life coach to lift my spirits up. And he was the one. <laughs> well, you guys definitely did. Uh, you and Bob, y'all definitely did a lot of entertaining, like, vignettes and, like, promo work. Like, I mean, you know, it was, it was a dope segment. I do really wish that would have went further because I was rooting mm -hmm. for it, man. Like, you know, because I, I, you know, I love the success of tag teams, but when tag teams do decide to kind of like go their separate routes, you know, and they, and they go, mm -hmm. you know, split ways again, uh, I always like to see, you know, okay, well, let's see, you know, I want to see you flourish, you know what I mean? So yeah. like, uh, you know, again, that's why, you know, personally, I'm rooting for your success even now. I mean, I know this pandemic is kind of just like, yeah. Really trying to stop momentum right now, but we're we're working through it, you know, and, and pretty soon yes. we will be back to normal. I love to speak positivity on here. I'm a character, yes. but I'm a positive character, darn it. So I like to tell yes. people like, hey, we're going to have some fun, you know. So my my final uh, real question for you, because I know we got, we, we you know, we got to let you go real soon. But my final question for you, good sir, this is kind of a funny one, because I've seen you like poke fun at it and on your on-screen character a few times. Mm. But... What 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 is what was it like, um, or how did it feel 
you know, being uh, like labeled as like a, a quote unquote uh, black version of John Cena in a way, like with the with the resemblance there. Like, what was that like? You know, just coming up in the business like that, and like how how often was that brought up? Was that brought up even backstage, or was that just something fans? Like, how did Always. that come about? Like, what what was that like for you? Always. Uh, I always say I wish I made John Cena money. Everyone's on a different pay scale, if you know what I mean. Yeah. Uh, but I guess, you know, I think I resemble him a little bit as a darker version. And I think it's that all-American chin. I just have that chin about me. I don't yeah. like pictures where I, I don't like taking pictures from the side because I just don't like my chin. So everything's yeah. got to be, like, straight on. Just, just me personally. Everyone has their, like, their something that's negative that they might not like about them but uh yeah i mean john um uh i wish i could have done a storyline with him but yeah yes they, oh. they, they, yeah they 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 digged at it a little bit on social media but nothing ever came out of it um but yeah like i said i wish i made john cena type money man but yeah. it is what it is he's one of the hardest workers that i've ever seen yeah. uh do his thing, you know, do his thing. The most talented superstar I've ever been able to share the locker room with. Yeah. Um, so nothing but respect for him. Absolutely. And I mean, hey, man, that may be a thought, but again, with, with what you're doing, my brother, I'm, I'm here to speak this positivity into your life that it is never too late to make John Cena type of money my friend yes. and, and you continue <laughs> to just do what you do and you will be yeah. well on your way to it because you see you're a very intelligent individual so i know you know how to take your finances like i said you you, you seem like you live perfectly comfortably right now doing it you, you know what you're doing with your money so just keep on investing keep on working hard the way you were working mr no days off because i can't exactly. get that title mr no days off because i know you still hang on to that title so it's like hey. mr. no days off all day hey it's a lifetime of constant grind struggle success and it's not only a nickname that i live by but it's a nickname that i uh stress for everyone to live by like yeah. my sundays are my monday so my week yeah. has already started today um, I take one day off from working out, but I do stretching mobility because like I said earlier, if you don't use it, you lose it. Mm -hmm. And like I said, I got to keep moving health as well. I've got my little side hustles. Um, I speak to communities uh, online and uh, I got to do what I got to do. Just keep spreading my message until I'm yes. six feet under. So there's a lot of work for me to do. Not all superheroes wear capes. You know Come what on. I mean? Come on. Come on, man. Let them, let them know. Not all superheroes are capes. I mean, we saw that again, you know, rest in peace to Mr. Shad Gaspar. We saw that as a living example that you can be a hero in any way, shape and fashion. And I mean, I believe it was MVP that uh, listed the saying, you know, like superheroes don't wear capes. Sometimes they wear Tim's, you know, and it was like he was, you know, infamous for them Tim boots with crime time. So it was like, say how you want to say it, man. Everybody's a hero. Every time, every time you mention his name, I get I get goosebumps, man, because uh, as an extra, you know, I kind of with the Afro, even as an extra in the early 2000s, I had an Afro and everyone at the time, I wasn't John Cena, but everyone would say because of him that I was Ron Simmons' son. So he would always <laughs> find me, he would always find me backstage and corner me yeah. and say, hey man, come in the locker room and I'm an extra nervous and he'd be wow. like, hey, 
hey, Ron, I found your son here. And he, and Ron would be like, oh, damn. And, like, if people didn't know who I was by Shad, they knew me uh, by being Ron Simmons' son because of Shad. So, um, yeah, I wow. still get goosebumps every time his name gets brought up. But, yeah, yeah I still can't. I still can't believe it, man. Yeah, man. Me, me either, man. It's just been one of those years, man. And, and it makes me even wonder for you, like, personally, what so far with 20, you know, we are kind of halfway through 2020. What has 2020 really taught you individually as a person right now so far? Uh, that's, man, that's a great question, man. Great, great question. Well, like I said earlier, you know, being able to work out and be consistent with that and being able to be able to be in my God baby's life more often. Um, I'm teaching them more. I'm learning more from them. I'm learning about different ways to kind of engineer the best workouts in the backyard. Uh, I'm yeah. glad my last time in the gym was early March, you know, so um, for me to be able to maintain what I have through discipline has has taught me a lot that I can get through so much and you know I always say like I said earlier don't die with the story and you tell it I've been able to do these uh these these videos for universities and uh elementary schools graduation videos to kind of share my message you know digitally and you know that's the most rewarding part about this whole pandemic because I can look at all the negative stuff, but that's just going to turn my frown, you know, mm-hmm. even more worse. You know, mm-hmm. I got to turn my frown upside down and keep my head up and be that inspiration. You know, yeah. Will Smith is an inspiration to me. With The Rock, Denzel yeah, Washington, come on, Tom Hanks, those are inspirations that I look to through social media. So I just know how it is for people to look up to me for inspiration. So I've got to be that pillar of change and be that pillar of hope, man. You know, I get knocked down seven times. I get back up eight times, you know, I gotta, I gotta mirror Muhammad Ali, but not really say that I'm Muhammad Ali, but you gotta mirror him. You gotta mirror his wisdom. That's what I do every day, daily. And that's, that's beautiful, man. And you, you had a phenomenal answer to that question, man. And I just want to say you definitely, in your own right, man, you are definitely an inspiration on the level of all of those gentlemen that you just mentioned. Man. You are definitely an inspiration because it's not easy to to walk the walk that you have walked so far to this point and still, like you said, keep on getting up, still keep on walking. And and your your path is far from over, my friend. So you got thank you. so much more to accomplish right here on the Life's a Botch podcast. We just want to thank you for sharing so such a dope time with us, man. I've really enjoyed this conversation and dialogue with you. You are an amazing, amazing individual and we're rooting for you right here on the Life's Botch podcast. So I can't wait to see the future success that you have both in the ring and outside the ring now, you know what I mean? Because yes. you're doing even more things. So continue to just, you know, do your thing, man. We're rooting for you. We're following you. We're, we're right behind you. Anything you need, we're always here to help always here to support real quick man go ahead and just tell the people uh tell them about your podcast and tell them where they can find you personally so they can continue to follow the movement man for anyone that's listening you are listening to mr no days off wwe veteran superstar trailblazer man of the hour 
literally the man of the hour on this amazing podcast where I always say, don't die with the story and you tell it. Uh, you can reach out to me on social media at Real Fred Rosser, Twitter, Instagram. If you don't have anyone in your family that supports you, be a part of my family on social media and continue to block the hate and salute the great baby. Come That's on, what baby. I'm talking about. That's what I'm talking about. Awesome, awesome. And as always, ladies and gentlemen, it's your favorite host, your boy, the Prince of Botch, Dwayne. And you already know where to find your boy. You can follow me at Dwayne Dickey Jr. Or you can follow us right here at the Life's of Botch podcast. Make sure you subscribe. Make sure you comment. Share your thoughts with us. Let us know what you think of today's episode. And as always, you have officially been botched. <laughs> <laughs> Ha, 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 ha.